You're listening to the Community Pulse Podcast, a podcast on developer relations, community management, and everything in the tech community spectrum. Welcome your hosts, Mary Fengball, Jason Hand, and PJ Haggerty. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Community Pulse. Uh, this is me, PJ. I'm here with Jason and Mary, and we're here to talk about... We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Mary's got a surprise for us. She's Mary has something on her mind. It's true. She I've got something about. in my mind that I wanted to talk about. Um, so this is a topic that's come up a handful of times among the three of us before, but we've never actually recorded about it. Um, but it's been on my mind a lot lately, these past few weeks. So a little bit of context. Um, I took some time off for the first time in a long time after, you know, finishing the conference, finishing the book, wrapping up 10 million other things. Um, and part of that time off was going to Burning Man. Uh, it's my fourth year. We go every year. A lot of times we'll, we'll go earlier. We'll stay late and kind of like help with the rest of the camp setup or tear down, things like that. Um, and if you're familiar with, with Burning Man, uh, stereotypes, there's always this thing called decompression that people talk about when they come back. Um, and it's this idea of, you know, you're re-entering the default world and it's not the same as Burning Man. And so everyone has this difficult time readjusting. Um, and like, I've had maybe a tiny bit of that in the past, but mostly just like, you know, the typical, I've been on vacation. I don't want to go back to work kind of a deal. Uh, and this year I think was the first time that I ever had actually really struggled with it. And I figured out why last week and kind of had a hard time towards the beginning of the week, like getting myself up and going and excited about what I was doing again as a result. Uh, cause this is really the first year that for me, at least, uh, my boyfriend, Jeremy and I really connected with other people in our camp and really connected with the community that we were there with. Um, and most of the folks that we were camping with are not from San Francisco. So it was a, a situation where, you know, we connected really well, we got along really well, we made some really awesome friends and really awesome community members for future burns, which is great. And then we came home to a brand new apartment that looks settled, if you can see my office, if you're watching the video for posting the video. Um, but like, that's basically the only room in the entire apartment that's actually set up. Uh, and so like lack of, you know, even, even if we did have a really good community of people here in San Francisco, we don't really feel like we're in a place where we can invite them over because the house is a disaster. Um, but also because we're on the road as often as we are, we don't really have a super strong community here in the city. Um, and so it brought me back to a lot of what we've talked about in passing, um, just among the three of us in the past about like with as often as we're on the road in this type of role, how do you build a community at your home base that is one that you actually get a chance to spend time with people and connect with people when you're home, when you might only be home a few days a month, sometimes of the year. And I'll add to that too, that when you're home, you kind of want to just shut it down and, and yes. relax and recuperate. Right. Because you've been around people for the entire time that you've been traveling. Um, and I know for me, especially like I grew up in this general area. I grew up about an hour north of the city. So like I spent a fair amount of time in the city growing up, but it's not like I have a huge community of people here from my childhood. So it's, it's not even like, okay, well, I've got these longtime friends that, you know, you can pick up with the drop of a hat kind of a deal. And that's been something that I've been really struggling with is, you know, 
how do we, how do we connect with folks here? Um, so at the beginning of last week when I was processing a lot of this and talking to some of my campmates about it and trying to figure out ways to go forward, I went, okay, you know, fall, we're home for now. We've got some time to unpack the house. And once the house is unpacked, like we can start having people over, even if it's not completely solid, but like we can totally start have people over and start connecting with our community in this neighborhood and this area and the people that we kind of know, but would like to get to know better. And then I looked at the calendar and went, cool. So I leave Friday for client work and for a friend's wedding. And then I'm speaking at a conference and then I've got two more speaking engagements in October and then two more in November. And so we're talking December before I'm home on a regular basis again, then it's holidays. So I've kind of been stuck in this loop again of like, how do you, how, when we are in the jobs that we are in, how do you build a community in your city and, and a personal community of your own that you actually have a chance to keep up with? Yeah. I think there's, I think there's, there's a lot to unpack with everything you just said. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Consider this a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. This, so this, yeah, this is, this is going to be some, 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 uh, some rubber ducking here, but uh, I think there's, there's, there's some like, I'll just start with the last part. How do you create a community where you live when you're not there that often? Mm-hmm. And I think there's two parts to that. There's the, the community community, like the community that we work in that we advocate for and, and that we try to be a part of the tech community. But then there's also like the friend and family community and that that can be tougher. Um, I think with the, the tech community, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm in town. Maybe I'm only in town for two weeks, but I'm going to try to go to like one event, mm-hmm. like one meetup or one social gathering. And it doesn't even have to be a tech meetup. It can be like, oh, these people do board game night down at the local uh, game shop. Awesome. I'm going to go there for an hour and maybe I'll meet some new people and maybe I won't. Uh, or, you know, just saying like, hey, you know, old, old folks that I, not old folks, I shouldn't say old folks, people that I used to work with. Uh, people that I don't work with anymore who happen to be in the same city as me. Let's go, you know, you're in San Francisco. Let's go to Super Duper Burger because that's the best place to eat in all of San Francisco. Let's meet at the one in so-and-so and and we'll all hang out and, you know, have that time. Even if you only can do that once every three or four months, it's kind of an an awesome thing to be able to do. Mm. Um, And it it keeps those connections fresh and it it brings things back. And uh, I'll give you an example. I was in San Francisco a few weeks ago. and I connected with a couple of my old buddies that I used to work with at Engine Yard. Um, and it was great to see them. Like I haven't seen the one guy I haven't seen in two years, three years, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, since I left the company. So it, it was like a real, like it was great to see him. And we've been talking pretty regularly since then. Um, and that's, that's pretty awesome that you can kind of rekindle that relationship. You only have to see people in the, in the physical world, in the real world, every once in a while to keep things going and moving forward. Right. Um, I think you also have to leverage uh, the friends that you've made all over the place. Uh, I was having code days was last weekend, as we talked about before we started recording. Um, and I was talking with a couple of people, uh, Emily Freeman being one of them, uh, Quintessence Anks, who's another one of them. And we were having this conversation, like it's really weird that in this job you have these friends, these friends that you see once, twice, maybe tops four or five times a year. But these are people that you know you can count on. I know that when I go to Boston next next week, I will be able to hang out with Mark Bates and we'll sit down in his studio and maybe jam out a little bit, go get some dinner, dinner and hang out. Talk about what's going on. Or how are your kids? How's the wife? What's going on? And those are like, it's different from your friends that you grew up with. Like, yeah. this isn't someone I'd be like, my God, I've been stranded on the roadway and I've been shot. You need to come bail me out of jail kind of <laughs> friend. 
but they're your friends. Like there's the tech community is actually really good at taking care of our own. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting, but at the same time you have to, you really have to force the effort to get out and do it when you're home. Um, I know similar to what you were saying, uh, my friends have, I, I have a group of friends I've known for 25 years, like, you know, out of high school, going into college, we've all been friends for that amount of time. Um, cause I am old, but, uh, nonetheless, like we, we don't get together as much as we used to. And one of my friends said to me this summer, he's like, you never come out and like grab a beer on a Thursday night. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause like, that's part of my job now. <laughs> so like going to a bar is like, kind of like work to me. Right. Um, but yeah, so um, you have to find the balance there. Mm-hmm. Find other things to do that maybe aren't the usual things that you would do hanging out. But even right. if it's just like, let's hang out and grab a coffee for a half hour or, or something like that. Like the, the, the shitty thing, there's no better way to say it. The shitty thing is you have to make an extra effort to do that or else you're going to start having these feelings of, of disconnection and loneliness. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with, struggle with this all the time. And something I'm actually kind of kicking around right now is, is what's a better way to be more involved in the local Denver Boulder community, because that's where I started and I've always been part of it. But at the same time, I get pulled in a million different directions and, and of course things at home. And, and I don't mean just the community stuff, but like my house and my pets and everything else just sort of takes a backseat every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly it sucks, but I, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not real to me. So um, exactly. even coming down to like, Hey, let's go grab a drink with some, like I just did the other day, last Friday I had, um, you know, lunch with some former coworkers over at Victor Ops and I had to put that on the, on the calendar. It just wasn't going to happen. You know, we can always say, Hey, let's get together soon. Let's grab a beer. Let's do happy hour. Let's grab coffee. But I've learned that, you know, that's all kind of wishful thinking unless you actually put it on the calendar. Yeah. Um, and so even though that used to be sort of reserved for going and meeting with people I don't really know that well, or like talking about a project or like something that was a little bit more, why are we getting together? Because then it should be on the calendar type of thing mm-hmm. has shifted into literally everything. Like I, I need to go run some errands later this afternoon. And if I don't get it it's in my calendar, calendar, it's just not going to happen. And there's lots of reasons, you know, people will put something else on my calendar or right. they'll get me scheduled for something like, just within a small enough window that now I don't have time to go make that errand, you know, like I've got to get there and get back in 15 minutes and I just can't possibly do that. Right. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. And, and so I've had to sort of shift my mentality towards, you know, really getting things into the calendar and making sure the time zones are correct and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of it is because our role for me anyway, has made the world much smaller. Yeah. And so the people in Denver may as well be people in Portugal. Like there's no difference because I have friends around the world now and I'm right. and some of them, you know, like you guys are on the East coast and on the West coast. And I talk to you more than I, you know, talk to people here in Denver. Yeah. Um, and that's not, you know, I think that's, that's right. just it's, it's, territory. you know, you just this sort of kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like part of the reason why, why I started throwing code days is because I was part of all these great meetup groups and tech groups and work, work friends that I had here in Buffalo. And I don't get to see these people anymore unless I decide to throw something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously saying, Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'll use a per. I'm going to go speak in Portugal. Why don't you come see me? That's a ridiculous request (laughs) to make of people that live in the same time you do. Like the only time we're going to get together is if we are in a place that is not here. Right. Um, And I I have a friend who spoke at code days and we were laughing because the only time we've seen each other in the past few years, he's, he's also, uh, he's an accessibility evangelist and he also Mm -hmm. travels a lot. So we've, the only time we've seen each other is like in Toronto, in Pittsburgh, 
Like these places aren't even far from Buffalo. Right. Yeah. Well, and but they're far Canada, enough that. I mean, we used to laugh all the time because we live in San Francisco. We both live in the same city. And like, I think I've done stuff with him outside of tech conferences once. And otherwise, every single time I've seen him is on the road at tech conferences. Yep. Like, it's a small city. We both live here. <laughs> Come yeah. on. That's how I'm actually, I'm having a meeting later today for DevOps Days Rockies. We're going to mm-hmm. go check out a new venue. Um, and this will be the first time I've seen my, you know, my buddies, my, my co-organizers of DevOps Days mm-hmm. um, in months, you know, and like right. we're, we all live within 20, 30 minutes of each other and yeah. we're all part of the same like kind of core community, local community. But yeah, we just don't really run into each other. Even at meetups sometimes like we just can't, can't all get there and, and hang out. So right. yeah, it's something I, I feel like all of us in this field, uh, whether we've realized it or not, is something that's happening is just like mm-hmm. the world's becoming much smaller and flatter and all these different things. Not, not actually flat. Sorry, flat, flat landers. <laughs> um, but let's let's keep the politics out of this, Jay. We're not, we're not getting into this. <laughs> the world is round. Crazy Copernicus. I've, I've been around it. It is round. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you just have to like rethink relationships and what and, yeah. and what's important and how you prioritize and and that yeah. you know is always shifting. But um, right. it's really difficult to. I mean, there's two things there. It's really difficult to have that like. I know I want to be part of the community, but I know I know I have lots of communities or a very big community around the world that I, I'm also part of. Um, right. I think it comes down to personal preference and where you want to put your energy. Yeah. Personally, I found it um, that I found that I, I have a solid, we have a solid like community locally and they don't, there's other people involved. They don't necessarily need me as much to like lead mm-hmm. the charge on different things like organizing events or putting on conferences. I mean, I'll still do what I, feel is necessary, but there's plenty of other people who kind of step up to the plate and do that too. So that frees me up to like put my energy into maybe other markets and other cities that don't have those types of like resources or people or whatever, um, which is kind of fun because then it makes like the whole world, you know, part of your, part of your play. Absolutely. You can say playground. Yeah. Uh, Play group is, I think is the better one. (laughs) Well, and I mean, like you were saying, like the world is a much smaller place because of all of these types of technology, right? Like I talk to the two of you. Theoretically once a week. Once a month. Theoretically (laughs) once a week. Exactly. Like we talk fairly often, like some of my closest friends, like I talked to one of my best friends who lives in South Africa now, who moved back to South Africa after living in San Francisco for a few years. Like we talk on an almost weekly basis. So like, it's great that the world is a smaller place and I can definitely look around the world and go, here are some of my closest friends and some of my top community people that I really enjoy spending time with, that I can laugh with, that I can trust, that I can have these open and honest relationships with, which is great. But building that here, I think like we're talking about is, or can be difficult sometimes tech community or personal community or whatever version of that we have. Um, I was actually, I talked to someone at a, gal that used to be in my community group at church about this yesterday. And she mentioned, she was like, well, you know, but like, you've kind of made this part of your, like, this is what you do. This is part of your job now, right? Like, could you hire someone to do these things, these things for you or do some of the traveling for you or some of that thing, some of that stuff? And I was like, not really. Cause if I'm not the one out there doing it, then it's not then it's not my face. It's not me out there building that community and not that I need to be the only one building the community. But I think there's some of that pressure of, 
you know, we have to be the ones out there personally doing these things or else it's not my job anymore. And I think PJ, especially for you and I, Mm -hmm. given that we're running our own businesses, right? Like I work for myself if I'm not the one out there. But even even for Jason, this goes back to the whole idea. And I think we had an episode on this once about the idea of personal brand. Like, mm-hmm. what is your personal brand? We had many conversations about this over the weekend, um, especially, you know, being with two young, new to DevRel people saying, like, what do you do your personal brands? Like, you know, right. ridiculous things like, you know, I like I wear hats like that's a that's a personal branded thing. <laughs> it, it used to specifically be green hats, but no one in the tech community has ever seen me without one, really, mm-hmm. um, except for a few people. And they better not have pictures. <laughs> But uh, like, it's weird. You develop this personal brand. And then like when I come home or I'm, I'm with my friends or with my family, I'm, that's a different person. Right. Like that PJ, he goes away. And then I'm, you know, I'm dad or things that my friends call me that we won't get into. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, but it's it, a different it, facet of you. And, and part, yeah, but part of the, and part of that, I think, is what makes it difficult to reach out. Like, you know. Especially, I mean, you referred to you were at Burning Man. There's a lot of tech people at Burning Man. Yep. I'm sure even though you were there on vacation and on break, like the, at least part of you is like, yes, but if I meet so-and-so, that could be a business opportunity. Like I yep. kind of have to be a little bit super Mary and a little bit regular Mary. Right. And there's also part of me that like someone actually, we were going around visiting different camps one day and someone actually asked me like, what do you do? And I was like, Work-wise, they were like, yeah. I was like, uh, no. Like, I understand we're both from San Francisco. If you want to meet for coffee and have that conversation when we get home, that's fine. But like, I'm well, maybe not- that in and of itself is an opportunity too to make a new friend. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's it's those interesting. You know, how do you how do you make those connections when Jason, like you said, by the time we get home, so often we're sitting there going, I don't, I don't want it. Like, I want to sit in my pajamas on my couch in a house that's neatly put together and watch Fuller House. Like, come on. <laughs> for those for those of you in the audience, we are not sponsored by Fuller House. In no, we totally should be. We need to reach out to them and see if we can make that happen. You got <laughs> it, dude. You can at least get Netflix as a sponsor. There you go. How hard could it be? But how do we how do we I don't know, maybe this is too much of a of a therapy session, but I can't imagine we're the only ones that go with this. But like how do we push ourselves to, to make that commitment of, you know, great. I have PJ and Jason and Matt and Emily and all of these other folks around the world that I can talk to on a regular basis who get me and get my job and understand what I'm doing and are also my really good friends. But also I need to make that effort to get out and make friends and make community here at home. And I have a very limited time in which I can do that. Like right. literally I've got three days before I leave again. Well, I think the first <laughs> thing I, is I've got less than 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah. I think the first thing is to like drop the guilt, you know, like we, we feel like we have to be everything for everybody and on all the time and be available. And we are our worst critics. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I think I'll just say it. Like I burn out really bad um, a few months ago and think, thankfully everything's, has come around. I've taken a new role and I've sort of given myself permission to just not push myself as hard. And I think that's been a a huge part of it is know that, um, I don't have to do everything all at once. I don't have to like solve my problems and everybody else's problems, um, every time. And I can, I can set my pace whether I realized it or not, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit better. And, and when I say pace, I also mean like the, 
sort of the velocity of building out the communities and meeting people and helping them solve their problems and hearing about their, you know, their different things that are going on in their world. I felt like, like I needed to be all of those things for all those people, but I'm realizing like the pool of opportunities to help with all that is infinite. And so you'll never really like make a huge dent. And so you just got to kind of go at the pace that's the most reasonable and comfortable for you. And if people really need you, they'll come find you. But I've always wanted to be more proactive about being helpful. And I think that's where I start running out of daylight. Like I'm just spending hours doing all kinds of things. And, and oftentimes it's not necessary. Um, more often it's, it's not acknowledged or really given any like feedback of, Hey, thanks for helping. You know, it was just something I put a lot of energy into at the end of the day. I can't even tell if anybody appreciated it. Right. So, um, I think it's a matter of just kind of setting some boundaries for me anyway, and saying that I can't, I can only do so much. I'm only, you know, I'm only a team of one here. I mean, I do have a much larger team. I have you guys as part of a team. I have my Microsoft new team. I have the local, you know, community and tech team. Like there's all kinds of people I can lean on for different stuff. And I don't always have to take it on myself. And that includes just being available. Right. Uh, and well, but part of that too comes from the background of where we came from, like how you came to this dev, DevRel role is, I mean, for me, part of it. <laughs> This is, I, I don't know a better way to put this and it's going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but part of it is like, I want everyone to like me all the time. Yeah. Um, and because of that, like I have to make extra effort to make everyone like me all the time. Um, like you don't get in this job if you're not, if you're some sort of standoffish, like, eh, I don't give a shit what people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Or you wouldn't be doing DevRel. Yeah. Right? We're pleasers. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, part of the we're totally part of the- pleasers, uh, which is a wonderful song by a band from Buffalo called Lemuria. But uh, that's a whole that's a whole other subject. It's next but episode, man. Next episode, <laughs> local the, buffalo music. The tunes of Devrel. Um, but uh, like th- that's that's the whole thing is you have this thing and and I think that's part of what when we come home causes the exhaustion. It's like hmm. you. I, I was talking with my wife about this after the conference this weekend, and she's like, you know, I was amazed, you know, because she helped to volunteer. And she was like, I was amazed to see you like at the end of that day, at the end of the last day, you've gone through 48 hours of absolute insanity and you're still up there smiling and you're still up there saying great, nice things about these people and you're still thanking everyone else but you. Yeah. I was like, well, I can't thank myself. That's, that's <laughs> preposterous. She's like, but that's not my point. She's like, she's like you, were, you were smiling until you got in the car and then every, and everyone's gone and the mm-hmm. lights are down and the computers are in bags and the doors are closed and you get in the car and it's like you're damn near to crying you're like <laughs> I was just right, about to say, no, we're, we're done we're done yeah. we're done i'm just gonna go home and sleep now right what right. do you want for dinner i don't even want to make that decision nope. i don't even, like i don't i barely want to talk to you <laughs> do not ask me <laughs> uh, questions for the next 48 hours just yeah. let me do whatever i need to do there, but, there is no news right. cycle there is no information right. that i can take in right now yep i'm dead for the next 12 hours yeah Um, and that's like, that's my recharging. And she knows that like when I travel far and I come back, it's like, yeah, listen, get me in bed, maybe give me some food and some water, leave me alone for 12 hours and I will be normal again. Right. For as normal as I get, but you know, (laughs) it's hard for me to think of like, what's a good, like actionable advice for this? Because I think it's so personal, you know, like and and complex and and what's going on in your life at that time. And there's a lot of people too, who, who, you know, Mary was talking about, you know, she's lived not far from San Francisco. I've lived in Buffalo pretty much my whole life, except for a few years. Jason, you're in a place that you didn't grow up in Denver. Right. Did you? 
No, right. Indiana. So it's got to be a little bit more of a disconnect, a little bit harder for you to, to have standing informal social engagements um, that you can keep up because you don't have a built-in crew there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then also there's the, you know, like you've got your family, you know, and, and uh, Mary's got her friends and her boyfriend and, and I have my friends here, but everybody's situation is just a little bit different and you kind of get pulled into, you know, like, priorities are going to be different. You know, you guys have a lot of, you know, close at home priorities, whereas mine aren't quite as much. I've got my pets and I, otherwise I like to go out and, and, you know, kind of get out and see friends and do stuff like that. So there's just, it's hard. You know, and then they've got their schedule to sort of deal with too. So yeah, there's really no, I don't think there's a silver bullet for any of this, but to me, if the, if, if there's one piece, it's just like, um, don't try to, don't try to do it all, you know, just like understand that every day or every week or every month is a little bit different and, and schedules change and priorities change and our feelings change and emotions. And, um, I just try to like every day do what I can with the gas that's in my tank and schedule things out, um, that I think are important that we need to like have a real good discussion about whether that's face to face or a video or something. But I think I've kind of let go of this idea that I can be everything to everyone and I should be trying to. Um, I think I had it in my mind that that was a part of being an advocate and an evangelist is that you are always on, you're always available, especially through social media. um, And it's not sustainable is what I've learned. Um, So I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of like doing it the way that it feels good and healthy to me and not stressing over you know, not making it to the local DevOps Denver meetup um, every once in a while and not, you know, not making it to, you know, some other thing that's going on locally, even though I'm in town, you know, I just want to, I want to go eat some tacos and, and have a margarita tonight. I don't want to go talk to people. I just want to, I need some, some time for myself. And it's maybe not because I just got home. I've been home for a long time. I haven't really traveled much. I just, I don't know. I, sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it. And I think I gave myself permission for that to be okay. And it changed everything. There, there's the key right there. There's your actionable advice right there Yeah. is, is make it, make it okay with yourself. Give you permission to yourself to say no to things. And I, it just, it doesn't just mean like, you know, Oh, I'm going to say no to this next speaking engagement or I'm going to say it's okay if I don't show up to meet up. I think it's not only okay that you don't show up to the meetup. It's okay if you call a, a friend who has nothing to do with that meetup and you say, hey, let's go get coffee. Like, I want to get out of the house, but I don't feel like dealing with this meetup right now. Yeah. So and there's lots of ways you can help. Let's go it. grab a burger and hang out and chat for a bit. Super yeah, and there's lots of ways you can help promote, you know, like you can do things online to sort of still help your community, but not have to like dive in with all of your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if that's a concession you need to make to like satisfy some guilt you have about not being being available then i think that's reasonable but yeah i think you said it pj like no is a word i wasn't really good at and um which goes back to the pleasing thing yeah and also i just i love you know i really do love getting together with people and new opportunities to do stuff if somebody asks me to go do something fun like you know i'm 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 usually more of a hell yeah let's do this um but uh, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's because of the burnout. Maybe it's just, I'm getting smart, smarter, but I just, I'm, I'm finding myself not jumping at yes as often. And at least, at least giving somebody of, well, let me think about it, but not yep. just like in a superficial way. It's like, Hey, I've got a lot on my plate. Let me, I want to make sure if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do, do it with the right energy that you deserve. Right. And so let me, let me just kind of see what, what I got going on before I commit to anything. Yeah, exactly. Let's, I, let's see I if think- this is possible. 
Yeah. And I think part of it too is, you know, if going back to the personal side of like your personal community, personal group of friends, like if being on the road as much as we are on the road conflicts with making some deeper relationships, creating some deeper relationships with people in your physical area where your house is like putting time on the calendar once a month to catch up with friends who are further away. Right. Or Mm -hmm. like, and we've, we've done this before, you know, we meet every, well, hypothetically we meet every Friday morning, but like easily half of that time is catching up and touching base and where have you been? Exactly. Making sure that we're doing okay. And part of the time, you know, we don't have anything to talk about and it's still like, no, let's still, let's still touch base. Right. Cause this is our community. Mm-hmm. And so acknowledging that like community doesn't always have to be physical people next to you. It can be connections online as well. I agree. Good point. Maybe that's a, a good place to wrap it up. Cool. <laughs> and maybe we should mention that we have a new sponsor. We do. And here's some information about that sponsor. Are you building cloud applications with Java, AI, machine learning, serverless, and containers? IBM Developer provides a large number of code patterns, sample applications, articles, tutorials, and videos to help you build faster. All code is available on GitHub. You can incorporate any code into existing applications or use it to start a new application. Simply go to developer.ibm.com to access IBM Developer resources and start building. Find us on Twitter at IBM Developer. And we're back. So it's awesome. We have a new sponsor, IBM. Uh, We're really proud that they've become a part of the Community Pulse uh, podcast interactive community. Experience. uh, Experience. Virtual reality augmented reality super awesome so checkouts maybe we should hit checkouts that'd be great take it away anyone else (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, this is this is kind of a prequel to a checkout but it's something i'm excited about Um, what (laughs) it's a prequel to a checkout as in i haven't checked it out yet but i'm excited about checking it out it works damn it oh my god i want to have a requiem for a checkout okay (laughs) that's a band name by the way Requiem for a checkout. Absolutely. Um, so there is a new, well, I actually don't know if it's new. It's new to me, um, application called Notion, um, which Matt Broberg introduced me to. Um, but it's this, like, do list and Evernote where you can save your, your articles and, um, like, a small version of a CRM and there's just, there's a lot of different stuff you can do with it. You can use it online or they have apps for it as well. Um, and similar to Evernote and a lot of other things like that, you can invite teams, you can do team tasks, team issues, meeting notes, everything like that as well. Um, but I'm excited to dig into it. It's, I've, I've been using Evernote for years um, and I love it in general, but I'm looking for a new solution as I know a lot of people are and trying to figure out better ways to organize my, my stuff. So I'm going to be checking that out. You can find it at notion.so. 
Very cool. Jason, what do you got? You know, I, I don't have a lot. You guys kind of threw me a curveball here. I didn't know we were going to be recording today. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to flip this around. I'm going to just say I don't really have anything interesting to check out this week, at least nothing that I think our, our advocate and evangelist community would, would be interested in. Most of the stuff I've been doing on my free time is been playing a ton of guitar um, and stuff like that. So if you if you if you're also a musician, hit me up uh, on Twitter or something at Jason Hand, and I can share some of that stuff with you. But otherwise, what I want from this one is for people to blast me, some of our listeners, with a bunch of checkouts because I feel like I'm running thin on like interesting things to share when it comes to some of these things. So I want to add to my list of uh, of interesting stuff that we can um, let other people know about. So send us a message, Jason at CommunityPulse.io, or hit me up on Twitter or any of us. But uh, yeah, this, this episode anyway, I don't have anything interesting to share, but I'd love to hear from you. That was, that was an awesome shout out. Um, I, I like Jason have been getting into the, the music and production stuff as well. And uh, I'm going to make this a declaration. This isn't a check, check out so much as a declaration. I will have at least one of three albums out before the end of 2018. Ooh. Um, I have three, right. idea, three ideas, three. very complicated ideas. Um, some Is this of them a trailer? Than others. Not in any way. It's just like, here's three things that I wanted to do and I can't do them all at the same time, but one of them is going to get done. Cool. How many tracks um, on each one? Uh, I'm expecting eight tracks for the solo album, five tracks for an album called Collaborations. And I don't know, I'm going to do like a cover, an acoustic cover album of songs that should never be covered acoustically by someone who shouldn't <laughs> be playing guitar. That's actually the title. Cover, songs that shouldn't be covered acoustically by someone who shouldn't be playing guitar. That's the name of the album. Very Googleable. Yeah, super. It's like, it's a little Fiona Apple, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, so the only actual checkout check out I have is, uh, so we did code days over the weekend and uh, we wanted, there was a big talk in the, in the evangelist Slack channel about local sodas. So mm -hmm. being an idiot, I of course went to Wegmans and I was like, this will be funny to me to buy generic Wegmans soda, which is a local brand um, that is famous for nothing. It's just like your generic soda that you buy at the grocery store. But I happened to come across something very special to me from my early hacking days as, as a young teenager. Jolt Cola has returned to the shelves. Whoa. What? Uh, Mic drop. If you don't know Jolt Cola, it, is, it, it builds itself as the original American energy drink. It is all the sugar and twice the caffeine. Hmm. If you really want to know more, A, don't drink more than one in a day. Uh, for a while, it was banned from New York State as a controlled substance. Um, it, if you have more than one a day, you may start to feel like you're having a heart attack. Um, it is in no way nutritious and not good for you, but it is a wonderful drinking experience. Jolt Cola, check it out, joltcola.com. That's my checkout. This has been a weird one, guys. <laughs> right. I, actually, I just had an idea of something I can mention as a checkout. So I rescind my, my idea of not having one. <laughs> still blast Jason. With, please, but yeah, yeah. Hit up Jason on Twitter, send emails. We could all use extra checkouts, so... Yeah, Mary and I up as well. But go I would ahead. Love it. Sorry. But um, if you're a gadget person, especially into photography or videography or whatever, I found I got this oh, camera yeah. um, through Amazon, and it's been blowing me away. It's so fun to play with. But it's called an Insta 361, and I think it was like 250 bucks or something. So not that bad as far as these 360 cameras go. Um, but I've been using it all, uh, like for the past I don't know three or four weeks on all kinds of things that I've been you know doing around uh, my off the weekend. There's a Rilo is another one, um, but it's got two, two um, sort of cameras on both sides of it. And it's constantly getting, you know, 360 panorama stuff. So um, the video quality is really good. It's 4k. Um, it 
plugs right into your iPhone. You can also get an Android like adapter, uh, but you just plug it right into your phone and you can edit the videos and, um, you know, be able to spin around and see literally anything you want and kind of pan the way that the camera moves and create these really cinematic stuff. I mean, I'm just fooling around with it and it's, it's super fun. So if you're into like creating videos and, and, uh, if, especially if you like doing the, the GoPro kind of wide angle and just like getting some action shots of stuff, um, this Insta 361 is, uh, definitely something you should check out. Awesome. And cool. I think, uh, I think that's us for this yeah. episode, which has a number. I don't remember what it is. Um, but I will get it edited and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but other than that, we will see you next month on the Community Pulse. Until then, I am PJ Haggerty at Asplenic on Twitter. I'm Mary Thingval at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. And I'm Jason Hand at Jason Hand. Bye, everybody. This has been another episode of the Community Pulse podcast. Find us on Twitter at Community underscore Pulse. Online at communitypulse.io and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We'll see you next time.